0: Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We Are Here podcast only on southcoast.fm. If you go to southcoast.fm, that's the website. If you don't know, it's there's other stuff out there other than .com. So it's www.southcoast.fm. And uh, there's a new there's new paint on the walls over at southcoast.fm. I relaunched the site. I got some new updated branding to uh, some of the graphics that you've seen around the We Are Here podcast. And I'll be doing some tutorials around, uh, you know, building out components of the website for better marketing, lead generation, uh, blogging, content marketing. And if you've been following the Facebook page or the Instagram uh, account You might have seen some of those videos that I've been slowly putting out uh, to help you sort of just rethink the way you use your website. And uh, this episode today was actually recorded in the sound booth at the co-creative downtown New Bedford uh, with Dina Hayden's efforts to put that sound booth together. And uh, I'll be doing a workshop for her. Uh, well, for the Co-Creative and I guess other people, as you know, the point is: is stay tuned for more information uh, on that. I'm am certainly uh, sure Dina and I will get a time frame put together sometime in October for an open workshop about podcasting because a lot of the folks over there at the Co-Creative want to, um, you know, create a podcast for their entrepreneurial efforts, and that's that's awesome. That's what uh, the South Coast uh, FM. Podcast is all about. The We Are Here podcast is about showing people that, look, we're doing some fun stuff here on the South Coast and uh, let's amplify our collective business messages. And with that, today's guest is somebody who's been doing that for like 20 years in the journalism space. It's Beth Perdue. She's the regional executive editor of engagement and community at Gatehouse Media New England. I had first um, come across Beth and uh, her and I first chatted when she was heading up the New England. Business bulletin, um, which you know was really about unearthing the stories and what businesses were doing here on the South Coast, um, and this was many years ago. And we, we talk about some of that today. We talk about journalism, and of course, we're going to talk about the South Coast Five. That's the code word. You're gonna have to find, you're gonna have to listen to find out. But it's a little event that's happening on October third, celebrating up and coming uh, young um, entrepreneurs and leaders. In the South Coast area, anybody under 40, it's a great event, it's 30 bucks, there's more information in the podcast and in the post. Uh, if you go to Southcoast.fm to see this website, you'll get more information there. All right, we're going to dive right into our conversation with Beth Perdue.
1: South Coast Five is the code name. That's a great way of talking about it. It's the South Coast Emerging Leaders Awards program, and we call our winners there are five of them, the South Coast Five.
0: So Beth, uh, big long title, Regional executive editor. Of engagement and community for Gatehouse New England.
1: Absolutely right. That's Thank awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, you got it. Uh,
0: and then you were doing Walk Me Back. Like I think when you and I first met, seven or eight years ago. I think was it the South Coast Business Bulletin? Was I that was, what it was doing called?
1: the South Coast Business Bulletin, which I loved. That that was a yeah. monthly business-to-business publication. It actually had originally been called the New England Business Bulletin, but it was focused here in uh, Southeastern Mass. So we changed the name of it uh, after a couple years. And um, it was a great publication because it was very connected to business people in this area and very responsive. They had a really strong hand just through their voices and connections with me and the content we put out. And I really loved that. I, I missed that publication.
0: What is it about this area in the name South Coast. I'll, you know, raise my hand as, as guilty as charged since the name of the website is southcoast.fm where I p- produce this podcast. What, what is it about us always wanting to stamp everything with South, South Coast? Is it just because it is the South Coast or is there like, are we drawn to this and not drawn to just staking our flag in New Bedford and staking our flag in Fall River or Westport, Dartmouth, wherever?
1: I think there are probably a lot of good reasons the way you're going, but I actually think that the primary reason and one of the prime motivators for doing it had much more to do with having political heft and leverage in Boston and the fact that as individual towns and individual Cities, we did not have as much weight as if we came together as a region. And I think this region recognized that other areas of the state had seen success with that. And it was a very deliberate branding campaign.
0: Yeah. You know what it doesn't work on, though, is search engine optimization (laughs) the term south coast isn't something that most consumers saying i need to find a plumber in the south coast no they say i need to find a plumber in fall river i I see your point in new bedford Uh, and then all of us go out there and we brand ourselves uh south coast so that's kind of funny
1: but you chose south coast too
0: i chose south coast too um for things that uh, you and I have spoke about before, is you know, uh, I, I don't think one city or town in this area can do it alone, right? I mean, this is like the the towing thread in like a lot of the conversations that people have, um, and yeah, it is a way to show some solidarity across everything. Um, yeah, I guess for the same reasons that when you're looking up to the Boston area or you want them to look at us. They won't look at one individual city or town,
1: and it does tie us together. we have shared opportunities, shared challenges, shared vision. Right, and it makes sense to collaborate. Right,
0: there's not a lot of us in you know one particular area. Right, Right. I mean collectively. Right, uh, compared to a Boston, compared to you know, uh, heck, a huge major metro area. I mean, one of the things that somebody who's you know, come up in the uh, software space, building software and sort of building that sort of small business in this area. It's very difficult to retain talent in this area. Like when once these kids graduate, heck, even high school, and they know how to code, the world is theirs. Like they can do whatever. So keep them in this area is very difficult. Um, and they can easily go to Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, like It is a major challenge for anybody who's technically oriented to stay around here or running a business.
1: And that is a great segue into our awards program because one of the things, one of the reasons we created it was to recognize the challenge of keeping people in this region young, emerging leaders. And recognition is a fair way of, you know, we... It isn't just getting an awards, It's a sort of process to that, including group interviews and questionnaires. It gets them thinking about leadership. We bring them together in small groups to meet each other and talk about leadership. Uh, we have a lot of partners who are committed to retaining talent in this region. And so uh, emerging leaders really exist to do exactly what you're trying to do with your young coders.
0: Let's take it back to the South coast business bulletin really quick and storytelling. You said that you really love that publication because the business owners, they had a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I got lots of questions around like, you know uh, how social media has impacted journalism promotion and getting the word out, stuff like that. But you've seen from obviously a very early start that telling the story as a business owner is super important. Um, how are you, of course emerging leaders certainly helps, but how is journalism today helping the small business get their voice out, if at all, uh, You know, with the efforts that you've seen within Gatehouse?
1: So I would have to say that uh, journalism today is has just seen change after change after change after change. And it's still ongoing. And I think one of the changes that's happening now is beginning to see a newspaper and its journalists as a partner in the community in a new way. So newspapers have always been partners in the community, especially big initiatives, right? Newspapers function with this idea of public service. So the information that they put out is meant to be public service. But it's been a one-way street. It's been the newspaper outward. And what the shift, the real current shift, is to make it more of a dialogue. Right? where we're listening more, where we're asking readers what they think, where we're taking what they think and making sure we re- put that out there, where we're trying to start conversations and we're trying to tell stories. I think you're absolutely right. For a business, you have to tell your story. And in fact, journalists haven't told their stories, and we're <laughs> facing that. that, right? We have to tell <laughs> right. our right. people don't know how we work or how we function. Right. There's so many misunderstandings, and we've sort of been okay. We're over here doing our thing. We know we're doing our thing. We don't. Oh, do we need to tell you that? Yeah. And and it's a, it's kind of a wake up call. We're beginning to realize how much we need to do that. We're taking real steps to begin doing that. It's a process. We're just getting started. I'm sure we'll get better. But I think that's true for any, in every business, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, If this is your first time listening to the show, episode 10, uh, which came out, uh, I talked all about that, about storytelling, cornerstone content to get technical on like marketing and SEO. Um, So check out episode 10 if you want more of that. I live in Fall River. My God, the news cycle in Fall River has been pretty busy. (laughs) Um, And... You know, journalism there has been uber important, right? No matter what side of the fence you fall on uh, politically or whoever you want to support. And it's really a mirror image, in my opinion, maybe not as big of a mirror, but a mirror image of what happens at sort of the federal national level of like, what side am I on and who am I believing here? And you see the attack on, on journalism, um, again, at the real high national level, and I've seen it at the local level. I mean, the, the current mayor sitting in there has had, had, at one point had, had set up a mock website, you know, uh, uh, mocking the, the, particular journalist who covers him. And it's just a, I mean, it's just yeah, a black eye uh, uh, for, for, for the city, uh, at this point, but you know, journalists super important but what about people in the community I, I know we've talked about this before what about the journalist who wants to or excuse me the 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 person in the community who feels like a journalist who wants to surface up stories is that a thing that folks like Gatehouse and yourself are looking at say you know what that person over there they they told a great story on their Instagram or on their Facebook or on their live Facebook live feed you know uh, is that something that larger media organizations are looking at like boy civilians have a great powerful tool to publish now and to get their story out how do we get them involved is is that something that happens
1: yes um well first i just like to say that the herald news is killing it yes. with its coverage of what's going on in fall river and to your point about journalism being in trouble imagine the city without that newspaper in it right 100%. now right 100%. so it's fantastic to see them at work and really just kicking out they're like putting so much content out there but um yes so I think we have been doing that for a long time where we are very aware when we're covering an a region an area a town a city um, of the voices already out there from the community on social media I cannot tell you how many tips for stories we get from social media and those tips are generally the ones where we go wow that's a great story we want to do it but there is also a lot of content out there from people where we just say, oh, people are going to want to know this. And it may not be something we're going to do, but we'll either share it or maybe do a quick rewrite and call them up or something and put it out there. So absolutely. And that's part of that growing dialogue mm-hmm. that we see happening between newspapers and their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a two-way street.
0: Yeah. Where do people read their news these days or listen or watch? Is it is it still predominantly... The newspaper is. It, are they reading stories on on Facebook? Or are they going directly to the websites? Where do you feel?
1: So I wish I had brought my stats with me, and I didn't. But I will say that mobile continues to grow, grow, grow. So people, a lot of people are. Uh, Reading on our apps on their phone or even online on their phone Um, and the next one is probably tablet tablets and desktop Right, Um, and then print is really the one that's not growing right. right? right, It's going in the other way So um, and we're very aware of that So the newspaper has a lot of ways to get information out there and for our younger audience We might put a notification out to apps yeah. For our older audience, we send out an email newsletter, yeah. right? So we're trying to really directly reach out to specific audiences in very different ways.
0: Yeah. Or is Gatehouse doing like Snapchat or TikTok or anything like so that? So as far mm-hmm. as I
1: know, not in not here, no TikTok. Yeah. Um, there was some forays into Snapchat. Yeah. I'm not sure that they're still ongoing <laughs> yeah. though.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's a, a, a new source. But again, like you said, it's it's definitely if you're putting out little bits for people to consume because, I mean, there's... Your attention is pulled in 50 million different directions. Yes. There's national news, there's local news, there's Netflix, there's YouTube, there's I got to go get my kids, I got all this stuff to do. So if you yes. can deliver these bite-sized chunks, exactly. um, you know, it's, it's like sitting down years ago to read the newspaper and, you know, in an afternoon or whatever.
1: Although I still run into the people. I ran into someone yesterday who was fairly young, too, yeah. and who said, I love this. I love the print yeah. paper. Yeah. I love opening it up and we still love it.
0: Yet, it's still it's still not lost, um, you know, in my, in my opinion. Uh, business owners, well, one thing that you said about uh, mobile. So this is just, uh, some, every time somebody says this, I always have to like, just like bring this up. This is super important because when I sit down with business owners sometimes to review their website, let's say, hey, Matt, people aren't coming to my website anymore. I don't know why. Or they get to my website. I got all this information here. Why aren't they contacting me? It's because it has to be, you have to dumb it down for people. When they get to the website, because 90% of the traffic now might be coming from a mobile phone, you can't have every color and graphic in 17 videos just loaded up on the homepage because you're on a mobile device now. Uh, and that's just one thing that I, I, I just needed to get out there because I do hear people talk about it all the time.
1: If newspapers are learning that lesson, I would say <laughs> every business <laughs> Please, needs to learn that God, lesson. Right, small right. Learn this. <laughs>
0: All right, Thursday, October 3rd at the Woodland Commons at UMass Dartmouth. Tickets are 30 bucks. Where can folks go to get these tickets, to buy these tickets?
1: The South Coast uh, Chamber uh, website, which is Mm southcoastchamber.com. And uh, it's going to be a fabulous night. We have been doing this for many years. The event is one of my absolute favorites. I will say that every time I connect to emerging leaders in this region, I am uplifted and uh, my whole idealistic uh, vision for this region and it's just so much positivity they have such energy they want to make great changes here they see this region as their home they're not looking to go anywhere else they want to make change here and they want to raise their families here and be a part of what happens here Um, and by here this year in particular it was fall river and new bedford it was very interesting to hear a lot of voices at the table saying why aren't we working together more? Yeah. So um, so you get a night, so you come to the event, you get a great night, there's some hors d'oeuvres and um, cocktails, and um, you get to sort of mingle and mix not only with these young, very positive, uh, up-and-coming leaders, Um, but we also do the Jacobs Leadership Award Mm -hmm. and um, this year it's the first time we're awarding it posthumously to Reverend Robert Lawrence who has a huge reputation in this region has done so much Um, and at UMass we will actually be in the uh, hall named for him there as we give (laughs) this makes sense right it does and um, so you get a lot of people who will come out as established leaders as part of that piece of the award and so the event is this really nice mix Of young and like a lot of times you see events in this region that are one or the other right and this is the the whole rationale is to bring these two groups together and have them intermingle and mix it's a fairly quick award ceremony so the best part is sort of hanging out and chatting with all of these leaders in the region
0: what's the uh, so first of all I mean it's it's like I was lucky enough I don't even know how or why you folks picked me <laughs> to be on the committee to help sort of filter down these folks. And uh, full disclosure, we just had our, our third child, so I didn't contribute that much to the process. Um, thank you. But I was able to, uh, to witness it and now obviously uh, help broadcast a little bit on this little thing that I do here. Um, what is the sign of success for this undertaking? So is it... To just bring uh, and advertise the the awesome people in this area, or are we seeing some kind of direct result where you know people are saying, "Wow, uh, okay, that business has some awesome people that work for them. We want to invest over here, or we want to bring business here." Or is it too still too young? I mean, it's only the six one. It's still pretty young. Um,
1: So part of it is that it's young and we do expect... Every year we add another dimension to it. So we we are continually growing it. I think at this point, we've been less focused on the business impact and we're sort of leaving it to the businesses to say, hey, we've got these great talent. Look at the talent on our staff and look at them being recognized. And we know that a lot of the businesses are doing that. Um, They're very aware of the awards program. They are all of our nominations come from the community. So either they're coming from community leaders or they're coming from business leaders. Um, So they're very aware of that. Um, Primarily our focus recently has been on um, connecting leaders to each other. What we're finding is there's a lot, there's a lot of collaboration on the South Coast happening But they come to us and they say, we're looking for more. We want to come together in groups and make change and help us connect. Um, We've got Leadership South Coast at the table. We've got the chambers together at the table. And um, they have a South Coast Young Professionals Network, which is all about bringing young leaders together. So more and more, we're helping to uh, give opportunities to young leaders to connect in new ways.
0: Right. Uh, and again, like, you know, not to keep drawing it back to Fall River, but now this is a time, if any, where we need to see good leaders coming out of that and saying, oh, you know, we got to get past this cloud. Like, this cloud has to go by us. As, as somebody who lives in, or has lived in Fall River uh, for, geez, 11 years now, I think, and uh, a Dartmouth native, right, somebody who grew up in Dartmouth, moved to Fall River and have stayed there, this cloud has to go by a program like this highlights these entrepreneurs or these just leaders in general that are living and operating in in fall river uh, and of course New bedford and surrounding areas Uh, what has the well actually let's talk about the the process right so for anybody who's missed it this year right uh, you're just hearing about it now for the very first time Uh, maybe you can't go to the event you didn't get a chance to nominate anybody uh next year this whole nomination process isn't easy. It's not like you just go to a Facebook survey and go, I want this person. <laughs> She'd be a great fit.
1: Uh, we actually make our emerging leaders do a little work for this. And it really has made us very comfortable with the process. It's somewhat involved. And we have great partners at the table. So, Slocum Studio is one of our partners, <laughs> but E4ALL, I said Leadership South Coast, Community Foundation of Southeastern Mass, both chambers, two newspapers, Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Um, So they're all at the table. They're all part of the selection committee. They're so connected in these communities, right? So um, people already have a background and a reputation when they come in. We make them fill out an extensive questionnaire in which we give them, we ask three out of five questions about leadership. We are asking them things like, Uh, who in our community is not at the table and should be, right? What rules should our communities be breaking? What is your vision for an ideal South Coast? Uh, What are your challenges to effective leadership? Um, And then we bring them together in groups. We do three groups of about, we have 30 nominees, there are about 10 individuals each, and we put them around a table together and we facilitate a conversation on leadership based on those questions that we've already had them answer in the questionnaire. And for us, that's, that's you get this opportunity to hear these great ideas. And I will say one of the issues they were most vocal about, I mean, they were the entire tables would erupt, is this idea of Fall River and New Bedford yeah. needing to do more together. And there's huge support for that out there. Yeah. Um, and they want to do more. They talk about um, the barriers um, to being more effective leaders, being sometimes being judged for their age. And people saying, no, come back when you're older. And they're like, and I love it. They're like, no, <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm right. doing it now. Right, I'm not right. waiting until you tell me that I'm the right age for right. this. Right. right. So right. It's, it's a fabulous experience.
0: What happens if somebody gets nominated and they don't think of themselves as a leader? Have you come across that yet? You're like, oh my God, I didn't even think I'd get this. Like, who nominated me for this?
1: We got it more in the beginning. We I see it less now, but yes, definitely. I, we have had a couple people pull out, um, and sometimes that is the reason. It's very rare, but it has happened. Maybe even one a year we'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the interview process this year, we definitely have one woman who said... I don't see myself this way. But then she got into the conversation and she started to talk about, she gave real examples of the way she is leading her team. Right. Um, and some people are fairly, so we have a broad spectrum, right? Some people are fairly new, especially it's either in their career or in giving back to the community. And then other people, I mean, they get, they're so young and they're doing things that put me to shame. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I thought I was doing stuff. Yeah,
0: I tied my shoes today. <laughs>
1: right, and in the context of what they're accomplishing, I'm okay, I yeah. need to do more, yeah. right?
0: And, and the whole process, uh, you know, takes, uh, aside from the logistics of, of, like, you know, picking a venue and setting that stuff all up, uh, the entire process is what? It's been, I think when I, when I took the first meeting, it was back in June, July. May,
1: June, something like that, yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, you
0: whittle it down up until uh, end of August, right, is how long that Process took.
1: And we'll come together online again um, just with some feedback about how that's going. But um, we have been doing it uh enough that we sort of have it down and we don't meet we used to meet a lot more and we don't meet as much and the chamber each of the partners does a lot of promotion for us and a lot but i gotta give a real shout out to the south coast chamber of commerce to devon and rebecca there they are just they know how to do events and with their support it really becomes a lot more streamlined
0: what what Does the organization, or the, do I say organization? Do I say, is that the proper term to say organization? I call it a partnership. Partnership. Yeah. What does the partnership need for next year? Like if, you know, you had the, you know, the number one thing, if there was was a million, there might be a million people listening to this, I don't know. But if there's a million people listening to this and you said, this is what we need for next year. Is it more nominations? Is it more helping? What would you need collectively?
1: I think that, um, going back to your earlier comment about businesses, I think there needs to be a recognition on the part of local businesses that this could be a tool in their arsenal for retaining their talent, right? There are actually a lot of opportunities on the South Coast to do that, and a lot of these emerging leaders came to the table not knowing some of them, right? Um, Leadership South Coast is a huge retention asset for businesses. It's a great way to connect your employees that you really want to see grow and stay with you with a broader community to keep them here. The awards program is very similar to that, right? It's a way to give recognition to say, we're gonna nominate you for this award because we believe in the talent and that's gonna connect you to even more opportunities that you can do here in this region. Um, I think the business recognition um, could really grow. I think the community, we get a lot of nonprofit leaders, right? right, and I think it's because the community leaders are so in tune with that and they're so aware of what that means to their staff. I think the businesses could pick that up more.
0: Yeah, and amplify their story, right? So if, they, if, if they are somebody who is like, you know, I, cause that's one of the things as like a small business owner, one of the things you don't realize in the beginning is you are, once you start to hire people, employee number one, employee number 100, right. you're like, I am responsible for their you know, for their well-being. They're not only just like the technicalities of, well, here's a paycheck and here's health insurance, whatever. It's, boy, they're putting food on their table for their family. They trust us, yada, yada, yada. Um, getting involved with these types of things as a small business I guess I'll say it. it's like a it's a it's a it's a way to sneak in and get your business amplified a little bit. People just have to recognize you, put on the radar a little bit and if you' if your person gets selected, well a little bit of spotlight on you too.
1: Absolutely. So. And we do we're newspapers running this, right? So we took 30, that's our this is our largest group of nominees. So the number of nominees is definitely growing, right? I think we were at 25 last year and that was our largest. So now we're at 30. Um, and we do we had to split them in two groups. Uh, In the Fall River paper, in the New Bedford paper, we had 15 each. I mean, all of their pictures, all of their background. I mean, it is a huge spread. We have tons of content online about them, you know, so and it's getting a lot of attention. A gallery of all the nominees is just going crazy online. So um, there's a lot of exposure for a business, but I also think growing their leaders, um, and giving them recognition and helping to retain staff is a great reason to do it.
0: One of the things that, so I, I'm also a mentor at Eforall. I've done it six times now, and one of the things that I'm, I'm starting to see because it's it's a young organization too, at least in the South Coast area, is now I'm starting to see the the, the businesses that have gone through the accelerator starting to work together. So the ones that have lasted and the ones that are, you know, really making a a go of this stuff, you start to see them collaborate. You start to see them prop each other up, which is awesome, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, growing up in business, uh, when my family owned a car dealer, a local car dealership, you didn't really see that much. I mean, maybe not to me, maybe from my point of view, but you certainly didn't see car dealers working together. <laughs> but you and you, but you didn't see any of this other stuff happening. Whether or not this is just the uh, the uh, advent of the of the internet and, and social media and stuff like that, but it's great to see collaborative collaborative efforts like this um, happening.
1: Yeah, I think there's a hunger for it. Yeah. I see in these guys that there they is. want to do more of that.
0: There yep. is when we get a train down here, <laughs> it's going to be even better yes. because now we can go nice and easily back and forth uh, and to, tell, coming, t- right? to tell the big people up there in Boston, look what we're doing down here in the old South Coast. Right. 30 bucks. They can get it uh, on the website for the tickets anyway. South Coast Chamber. Yep. South Coast Chamber, um, dot org
1: dot com.
0: Dot com. I'll make sure I'll put that in the show notes as well okay, cool. um, so that people can get access to that. Um one of the things i like to sort of wrap up most conversations with is some kind of takeaway for a small business owner that they can, some kind of actionable advice to really maybe change their business. Generally, I talk about marketing, like, what's this one thing you've done? Like, hey, I built an email list. Uh, you know, I, uh, I did some on-page SEO, so stuff like that. But from your vantage point, working at the newspaper for so long, is there one thing that you would turn to a small business and say, you, look, you should really be thinking about this?
1: So I liked what you said earlier about telling your story. And I think when telling your story, you have to tell the motivation for what you're doing. It isn't just what you do, but who you are and why you do what you do, right? And I think that more businesses could do that. And I think the newspaper can be helpful and useful in that process um, in a lot of different ways. But from the editorial side of things, from the news production side of things, I think it's about... um, Finding the nuggets and the uniqueness about who you are and what you do. Our content is so people-focused, right? So we're, news is never really going to want to help you sell your widget, but it tell who you are and how you got there and what you do. I mean, there are a lot of good stories there. And yeah. people are hungry for good stories. Yeah. And we are more attuned than ever to finding out what stories people are hungry for. Yeah. So you find the intersection there. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Beth, thanks for sticking around and doing this podcast today. Where can folks find you to say thanks?
1: Uh, they can find me, uh, are you looking for like an email or email, something? Email, wherever you want to send people to. Uh, um, I would say um, you can always reach out to me at bpurdue at gatehousemedia.com.
0: Got a hot scoop or some kind of like... I would love to hear <laughs> from you. Sure, absolutely. Uh, don't forget, uh, Thursday, October 3rd, the Woodland Commons, UMass Dartmouth, 30 bucks, some hors d'oeuvres, some drinks, and celebrating uh, some of the South Coast's best young leaders what's the age on that under it's under 40 under 40 i got a couple more years i got a couple more years i can just sneak in there uh everybody it's southcoast.fm slash subscribe to join the mailing list don't forget to leave us a five-star review on itunes it really helps us get found we'll see you in the next episode Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you learned a ton from today's guest. They shared a lot of value and experiences for running a business and doing entrepreneurship on the South Coast. So I hope you take a lot out of it. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. This episode is brought to you by Slocum Studio. You can find Slocum Studio at slocumstudio.com. If you need to get your marketing in order, landing pages, get your conversions up, build that email list, look no further than Slocum Studio at slocumstudio.com.